welcome to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation, the future radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. So we have a jam-packed show uh, today. And if you heard uh, also today, CBC Congressional Black Caucus Chair Joyce Beatty, Democrat of Ohio, uh, was involved in a protest at the U.S. Capitol building. She was arrested. Um, we're going to talk about this story. This deals with fighting for the push of the uh, For the People Act, the uh, For the People Act, Congressional Black Caucus Chair, uh, Representative Joyce Beatty. And I'm looking at the uh, article here from we'll look at the article here from uh, Politico.com. Uh, all the news outlets are reporting this. I just saw an interview uh, that she also did on uh, MSNBC um, as well. But uh, if we look at this piece here from. Uh, Politico Black Caucus chair arrested during uh, protests in Capitol Complex. And uh, we know that the uh, members of the Texas uh, House of Representatives, Democrats from the Texas House of Representatives, we know they've been in Washington, uh, Washington, D.C. the past few days pushing uh, to get uh, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act passed, pushing to get the For the People Act passed. Uh, trying to get uh, Joe Manchin on board and Kristen Sinema uh, as well and any other possible uh, Democrats that are in the Senate that are on the fence. Uh, they're not meeting with any Republicans that I know of because we know the Republicans are obstructionists and uh, they don't want to pass uh, uh, these voting rights bills because they are pushing for more voter suppression bills, basically, one way or another. So we see this piece here from Politico. Politico.com. I posted this on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network, the African History Network. Then also uh, uh, my YouTube channel, Michael Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. Uh, Black Caucus chair arrested during protests in Capitol Complex. Now, we know that uh, uh, Melanie Campbell uh, was there and Tamika Mallory, Melanie Campbell of Black Civic Participation, um, uh, Melanie Campbell was on Roland Martin Unfiltered last Friday when I was a panelist on Roland Martin Unfiltered. They talked about the uh, protests that were coming in the days of um, uh, direct action and things like this. Uh, as we talked about on our show Wednesday, we see that uh, there was a letter from 150, um, uh, 150 uh, companies uh, signed a letter. Uh, voicing their support for the for the um, John Lewis uh, Voting Rights Act. Okay, now they didn't say what they should have said is that if uh, Republicans vote for this bill, any Republicans that vote, uh, any Republicans that uh, vote for the uh, voter suppression bills, we won't donate any more money to your uh, political campaigns. That's what they should have said. They didn't say that. So if we look at this. Uh, article here from politico.com and then we're going to also talk about the state of black america 2021 report that came out today uh from the national urban league and uh, the state of black america report talks about how african americans are battling three pandemics african americans are battling three pandemics uh racial inequity in healthcare, economics and public safety we're going to talk about that as well uh, mark morial was on morning joe this morning to uh, mark morial Executive uh, President of the National Urban League was on Morning Joe this morning on MSNBC to talk about um, 
the State of Black America Report 2021. He was also on Roland Martin Unfiltered as well. Uh, so probably on tomorrow's show, we'll share the uh, uh, interview from Roland Martin Unfiltered. We'll probably sh- share that on uh, tomorrow's show. And I'll be a panelist on Roland Martin Unfiltered on uh, Friday once again. I'm usually a panelist each Friday on Roland Martin Unfiltered. But if we look at this piece here, from uh, Politico, uh, Black, let me see which one is it. Uh, Black caucus chair arrested during protests in Capitol complex. Black caucus chair arrested during protests in Capitol complex. Now, Congressional Black Caucus uh, Chair Representative Joyce Beatty uh, was in, hold on, let's see here. Uh, Representative Joyce Beatty uh, was among nine protesters arrested Thursday afternoon who were calling on the Senate to pass voting rights legislation. Okay, Uh, they were. uh, They were chanting in the filibuster and let the people vote. The group marched into uh, Hart Senate office, H-A-R-T, Hart Senate office building uh, in what Representative Joyce Beatty said was an effort to send senators a message, send senators a message. Now, what's interesting is uh, these African-American women get arrested. They didn't have guns. OK. Um, and they uh, were nonviolent. Uh, they weren't hang. They weren't yelling, hang Mike Pence. Um, they weren't, uh, destroying property. They weren't, um, stealing mail from Nancy Pelosi's office. Okay. They, 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 they weren't threatening anybody and they get arrested. You have white domestic terrorists that was sent to the U S Capitol building by the traitor in chief, Donald Trump. And, uh, they, many, some of them had guns. Many of them were violent. Okay, there were only very few arrests on that day. Now we know there've been 500 arrests since then. That was six months ago. We know there've been 500 arrests since then, and uh, you have 500 people arrested and charged. We know that, but at the scene of the crime, I mean, you had white domestic terrorists who were there. You had them all climbing up the side of the building, things like this. These sisters were singing and get arrested. They weren't armed. They weren't threatening anybody. They 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 were they were singing and got arrested. So you're you're going to hear more about this because they're going to have because people already already today, people are are talking about the contrast. And this is the chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. This is Representative Joyce Beatty, and they arrest her like a common criminal. But the real criminals. Most of them you didn't arrest. Now we know the police were fighting against them and things like this. We know we now we know the fix was in because there were orders from higher ups during the January 6th insurrection. The, we know the police did, did most of them didn't have ride gear. Their gear wasn't tested. There were reports of shields cracking and, and breaking and things like this. The, the 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 gear, a lot of the gear they did have was not properly stored. So we know the fix was in already. But just the contrast, okay, is what I'm talking about. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk some more about this here. Then, um, so we have this story. Uh, and then also we have the uh, State of Black America report. 
uh, CNN has an article about this. We're going to share the interview from um, MSNBC. Black Americans are battling three pandemics. New report finds. Uh, this is from uh, July 15, 2021. And also the black, the, the state of black America report you can get from the national urban leagues website. Okay. So we'll give you that information. Uh, also, I think it's in you, uh, yeah, in ul.org, in ul.org. Okay. They talk about the new normal, diverse, equitable, and inclusive. This is the executive summary here of the report. So we'll give you some highlights of the state of black America report as well from the national urban league. And what comes out of the report is also tied to policy. Okay. This report shows the need for policy changes also. All right. So we'll talk about that today as well. Now on the, on the African history network show, we focus on educating, empowering and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world, because right now it's correct your own behavior, what you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. So when you control the radius of a man or woman's thoughts, you can control the circumference of his or her actions because the mind can't do or teach what it doesn't know. Now, we deal with a number of different topics here on the African History Network show. We deal with current events and history and politics, education, economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, relationships, love, sex, health issues and much, much more. Sign up for our email newsletter. Text the word Kemet, K-E-M-E-T, the 22828. To sign up for our email newsletter. Text the word Kemet, K-E-M-E-T, the 22828. To sign up for our email newsletter. Also visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. If you'd like this type of information, you can support the African History Network, dollar sign, the AHN show through Cash App, dollar sign, the AHN show through Cash App, also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show at our website, africanhistorynetwork.com. All right. Uh, I want to go back to this story here. We're coming up on a break. Uh, on the other side of the break, we'll also tell you about my 10 week online course that I teach dealing with, uh, dealing with African history, dealing with thousands of years of history. We teach this on Sundays, 2 PM to 4 PM Eastern standard time. Okay. I want to go back to, uh, this article here from uh, Politico.com. Um, uh, all the news outlets are reporting on this right now. Black caucus chair arrested during protests in Capitol complex. You think you, you would think she was trying to overthrow the government to get arrested. You, you would think she was trying to overthrow the government or she you, was yelling, hang Mike Pence or something like that. No, that's not what happened. She was, she was singing uh, uh, gospel songs or something um, and saying in the filibuster. So uh, they were chanting in the filibuster and let the people vote. Uh, there was nine uh, protesters who were arrested Thursday afternoon, July 15th, including uh, Representative Joyce Beatty, Democrat of Ohio, chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. Now, the group of around 20 people spent about 20 minutes in the building before Capitol Police delivered several warnings and restrained the protesters with zip ties. I'm not sure these were zip ties they took away from the domestic terrorists that were there at January 6th, Trump government. I'm not sure if these were those zip ties or zip ties paid by paid for by taxpayer dollars. I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe we'll find out. The police detained Representative Joyce Beatty first, then led her and other protesters outside to waiting Capitol Police vans. The remaining protesters walked out of heart. Uh, of the heart uh, uh, Senate building 
uh, without being arrested. Uh, Representative Joyce Beatty said in a statement later on Thursday, she said, today I stood in solidarity with black women across the country in defense of our constitutional right to vote. She said, we have to come to, we have come too far and fought too hard to see everything systematically dismantled and restricted by those who wish to silence our vote. Now I want to, I want, I want to get a statement from, um, uh, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia uh, about what he thinks about this as well. Uh, we're going to continue this on the other side of the break. You listen to the African History Network show right here on 910 a on the Superstation of Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our stories, our way. Black TV the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30 plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network. Subscribe now. For 25 years, the Black History One-on-One Mobile Museum has carried on the rich legacy of the Black Museum movement in America by showcasing original artifacts of the Black experience at colleges, universities, K-12 schools, corporations, libraries, conferences, and cultural events making it the most traversed black history mobile exhibit in American history. Dr. Khalid El Hakim is the founder of the Black History One-on-One Mobile Museum, and he is a highly sought-after public speaker on topics of black history, social studies, education, museum studies, hip-hop, and race relations. Dr. Khalid was named among the change makers for NBC Universal's Erase the Hate campaign and listed as one of the 100 men of distinction for black enterprise. He recently founded the Michigan Hip Hop Archive on the campus of Western Michigan University. The Black History One-on-One Mobile Museum is currently scheduling in-person and virtual exhibits nationwide. For more information, please contact Dr. Khalid Al-Hakim directly at 313-645-4197, 313-645-4197, or visit their website at blackhistorymobilemuseum.com. That's blackhistorymobilemuseum.com. You can also email him at bhistory101 at yahoo.com, bhistory101 at yahoo.com. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM Superstation and Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel. It is uh, Thursday, July 15, 2021, and we are live. Um, we're talking about the protest that took place at the U.S. Capitol building today and arrests that were made. Nine protesters were arrested. Of course, they were African-Americans because white people don't get arrested like that. Uh, they didn't have guns. You, you would think they were trying to overthrow the government like the uh, insurrectionists, domestic terrorists on on January 6th. But no, that's not that's not what happened. They, they most of them were just black. That's all. That's that's enough of a weapon right there. Uh, they were. But now I'm not I'm not sure if they were there and made outfits if they had been arrested. 
but it just so happens that uh one uh one of the people who was arrested was um uh representative uh Joyce Beatty uh representative Joyce Beatty chair of the Congressional Black Caucus okay so uh we're looking at the piece here from politico.com she was interviewed tonight i can't get the uh the video uh, uh of the interview so we'll, we'll have that tomorrow she'll probably be on roland martin unfiltered uh tomorrow latasha brown from um uh black voters matter was on uh roland martin unfiltered today i'll be back on roland martin unfiltered on friday i'm usually a panelist each friday we talked about it last friday melanie campbell was there uh today i'm not I think Melanie was uh, I think Melanie was arrested as well. She was right next to Representative Joyce Beatty. So I'm pretty sure she was arrested because all black people look alike. So uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she got arrested also. Now, here's a picture of them. We're going to go also to uh, Representative Joyce Beatty's um, uh, Twitter page as well. OK. Uh, here's a picture of them uh, today also. Uh and they they were peacefully protesting, okay? They weren't trying to overthrow the government. They weren't uh, uh, pointing guns at people. They didn't build a gallow on the Capitol, on the U.S. Capitol grounds with a hang, hangman's noose. They ain't, they ain't do nothing. They ain't do any of that, okay? I just want people to understand, okay? They didn't do any of that. Um, so let's go back to this uh, piece here from... Uh, Politico. Then we're going to go to clip one, Shakita. Uh, let's look at this. All right. So uh, the group of around 20 people spent 20 minutes in the building before the U.S. Capitol Police delivered several warnings and restrained the protesters with zip ties. Um, the, the police detained Representative Joyce Beatty first because she, she had to be the biggest threat. I think she was she in the 60s or something. She she had to be the biggest threat. Okay, so we're gonna take her down first, cause she's here trying to overthrow the government. All right. Then they led her and other protesters outside waiting to Capitol Police vans. The remaining protesters walked out of heart without being arrested. Uh she said, Today I stand in solidarity with black women across the country in defense of our constitutional right to vote. We have come too far and fought too hard to see everything systematically dismantled and uh, restricted by those who wish to silence our voice, end quote. Now, the Capitol Police said the group was arrested for violence law that prohibits, quote unquote, crowd obstructing or incommoding. OK, crowd crowding, obstructing or incommoding. Now, on MSNBC today, Lawrence O'Donnell, who used to work at the Capitol building, he said the building that they were in is a huge building. The group wasn't bothering anybody. They weren't they, they weren't they weren't keeping anybody from doing their job. They weren't trying to interrupt and stop a constitutionally mandated uh, process like, oh, say, certifying the uh, electoral college votes like on January 6th, like the insurrectionists were trying to do. They weren't doing anything like that. So what, what I'm trying to figure out here is how do these black women get arrested for crowding, obstructing, and incommoding, but white white domestic terrorists who try to overthrow the government didn't get arrested? Now, they've gotten arrested later, six months, you know, over the past six months. Yeah, five, about 500 have been arrested and charged. They're going through the process of prosecuting. That is true. But on the day of the insurrection, overwhelming majority of those domestic terrorists were not arrested. 
So I'm, I'm just trying to figure this out here. Now, the buildings that make up the Capitol complex are still closed to visitors, but members and staff can escort guests inside. The group had initially rallied near the Capitol at a church building as part of what participants build as, quote, uh, a day of action on voting rights, a day of action on voting rights, which African-American women leaders, allies and advocates urge the Senate to pass two key pieces of legislation, a sprawling Democratic election reform bill, uh, the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. OK, that Republicans don't want to vote because Republicans want to suppress the vote because they're trying to take back the House and the Senate in 2020 and 2022. You have redistricting redistricting that's going to take place because of the um, results of the 2020 uh, census. And and it's not in the interest of Republicans to uh, have more people voting. I mean, let's be honest. The last Republican president to win the popular vote was George W. Bush in 2004. The last Republican president to win the popular vote was George W. Bush in 2004. Republicans have um, won two presidential elections in the last uh, 25 years, I think it is. With, with losing the popular vote, winning in the Electoral College in 2000, uh, George W. Bush uh, beat Al Gore because of what took place in Florida. And then in 2016, um, uh, the trader in chief, Benedict Donald, won Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania by 78,000 popular votes. So he won electoral college votes with those three states, including the 16 with Michigan. And he got 306 electoral college votes after losing the popular vote. It's not in the interest of Republicans to have more people voting. It's not, no, no, they're trying to suppress the vote. This is why you have 389 voter restriction bills in 48 state legislatures pushed by Republicans. They're trying to shave off percentages of people in different populations to steal more elections. This is the game that they're running. This is the hustle they're running. It's not in their interest to have more people voting. It's not in their interest to protect the right to vote. They're trying to take back control of the House and the Senate, shut all this stuff down. So when you, so, so now I know Joe Manchin wants to be, he wants bipartisanship on voting rights because he has these, he, he has these grand illusions of white unity. He has these grand illusions of white unity, but what, what's important to understand is that because I was watching interviews today and he didn't say, he didn't come out and say he was against the carve out. He didn't. So it, it looks like from listening to what he did not say, it looks like even the Texas Democrats are making a little headway with them. But here's what's interesting. He wants bipartisanship on a voting rights bill. But you have only one party in the state legislatures who are eroding voting rights, who are passing laws to suppress the vote. Is Republicans doing this. So let's look at this logically. If you have Republicans in the state legislature in Texas passing uh, passing uh, uh, laws to make it harder to vote, if you have SB 202 that passed in the Georgia state legislature, and now it's Republicans that pushed that, Democrats didn't vote for that. 
When you go through and look at these bills, it's, it's been about 18 state legislatures that have passed, passed these voter restriction bills. There's only one party doing it. So if you if you only need one party to suppress the vote, why the hell you need bipartisanship to protect the vote? That's just ass backwards. That's just ass backwards. That, that doesn't make any sense. If if you only have one party suppressing the vote in the state legislatures, why the hell you need bipartisanship to protect the vote in the Senate? Because the For the People Act has already passed the House of Representatives. Democrats in the House did their job. They already passed the bill. So this is why the pressure has to continue. The, the, the same way there was mass protests in the summer of 2020 over the killing of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor, that's the same thing that has to happen here. Matt, but, but on top of that, you, you're going to have to have the economic pressure on corporations because what corporations should be saying is not, yeah, it's good that you signed, a, signed on to a letter. We talked about this on yesterday's show. 150 corporations signed a bill in support of the um, uh, John Lewis Voting Rights Act. What they should be saying is that any Republican that votes for these voter suppression bills, we're not going to donate any more money to your campaigns. That's what they should say, because they corporations can shut this down overnight. They can shut this down overnight. Um, so probably on Friday on Roller Martin and Filter, there's probably. Um, this, we talked about this yesterday. Let me see. Hold on. Where's that one? Uh, we'll pull that one up from yesterday. Uh, it was 150, more than 150 companies. We talked about this one yesterday. Go back and watch the show uh, uh, from thir uh, from Wednesday uh, on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, and my YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. More than 150 companies back update to Voting Rights Act. They're talking about the John Lewis uh, Voting Rights Act. Major businesses like Pico, Macy's, Ikea, and Nestle USA signed on to a letter supporting the John Lewis Voting Rights Act advancement. Okay. But they can do a whole lot more because see, when, when, now let's compare this to 2015, I think it was 2015, 2016, when in the state of Indiana, Indiana passed the transgender bathroom bill. Corporations were talking about shutting down projects. In, in the state of Indiana. They were talking about canceling contracts. They were talking about canceling uh, conferences in the state of Indiana. They, they didn't do something weak like sign a damn letter. They were talking about economic withdrawal in the state of Indiana over transgender people being able to use the bathroom of their choice. Over, go back and look, go back. I, I talked about this on my show when this happened. And then we saw the same thing in North Carolina as well. Okay. Go, go research the transgender bathroom bill, the whole thing in Indiana. Now, now at the time, the uh, governor of Indiana was a guy named Mike Pence. He was the governor of Indiana at the time. He went on to become vice president of the United States. But if you go and look at what corporations were doing back then, they were taking a more aggressive, they were taking more aggressive action 
over transgendered people being able to use the bathroom of their choice than protecting the right to vote. And these are corporations we, stand, we spend tens of billions of dollars with each year. This is why there needs to be massive economic pressure on these corporations to do the right thing. Because otherwise they're not. I mean, they, they, otherwise they're just not. Um, let me see here. Okay. All right. So let's look at, let's go back to this one here. 313-778-7600 is the call in number. If you have a question or comment, 313-778-7600 is the call in number if you have a question or comment. I want to go back to this article to, uh, from Politico. So the larger Democratic bill has mostly stalled out in Congress after Senate Republicans filibustered the bill because Senate Republicans don't care about free and fair elections unless they win them. And, and, and their whole, they, they see that they're losing the battle of population. Okay. They're, they're supporting these voter suppression bills. Many, you have some Republicans in the Senate who support the big lie that Donald Trump is pushing that the 2020 election was stolen from. It wasn't stolen. You just lost. Wasn't stolen. You lost. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, Democrat from Maryland, said Thursday in a letter to House Democrats that the House would continue its work on the John Lewis uh, named voting rights legislation, a bill aimed at restoring a portion of landmark legislation struck down by the Supreme Court in the U.S. Supreme Court ruling 2013 Shelby County versus Holder that weakened Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act. The former legislation restricted certain states and localities, most uh, mostly in southern states, former Confederate states, former slaveholding states, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi. OK, uh, Texas. Forcing them to seek approval before changing certain voting law voting laws. The legislation is a top black caucus priority. And the group has called on the House of Representatives to in, in, reintroduce the bill before the August recess because they go on recess in August. And it's uh, um, now recess in August. It, I mean, if it comes down to the wire, uh, Nancy Pelosi can suspend the August recess and, and say they have to work. She's Speaker of the House and say they have to work through the August recess. Chuck Schumer can do the same thing in the Senate. And say they and suspend the August recess and say they have to work through uh, the August recess. But but it too the the the, the John Lewis Justice uh, the John Lewis uh, Voting Rights Act also faces a bleak future in the 50-50 Senate, where a previous version drew the support of only one Republican co-sponsor, Senator Lisa Murkowski. She has a Republican challenger, Lisa Murkowski from Alaska. The, the 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 GOP in Alaska is supporting the Republican challenger to Senator Lisa Murkowski because Lisa Murkowski voted to impeach Donald Trump during the second impeachment. This is how immoral the white nationalist party is, the GOP, the Republican party. The, the, they are the white nationalist QAnon conspiracy theory, big lie party. This is who they are. This is how immoral they are. Senator Lisa Murkowski voted to impeach Trump during the second impeachment, rightfully so, because he helped inside the insurrection. And the GOP in Alaska is is running a, they, 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 they are supporting not the Republican Senator from Alaska, Lisa Murkowski, they're supporting the challenger 
simply because she voted to impeach the traitor in chief, Benedict Donald. See, we're going to, it's going to come down to this. Either you for us or you against us. All of this to it. Corporations that continue to give money to the white nationalist party, African-Americans should call them out and have nationwide economic boycotts against them, period. Either you for us or you're against us. Either you support democracy or you support the white nationalist party and insurrection and voter suppression. It's no more fence sitting. It's not we're going to sign a letter, but then give you money under the table. It's time to flip the damn table over. Either you for us or against us. This is all it is to it. Arrests of members of Congress inside the Capitol complex are common, uh, though Representative uh, Pramila Jayapal, Democrat from Washington, the state of Washington, was arrested during a 2018 protest in the Hart Senate office building. This was the Hart, H-A-R-T, Hart Senate office building there at the U.S. Capitol, the U.S. Capitol building area. Uh, Representative Joyce Beatty herself is no stranger to protests. She and other officials were pepper sprayed during demonstrations over the death of George Floyd in the summer of 2020. That doesn't excuse what happened here today. She should not have been arrested. Okay. Oh, she's a big domestic terrorist. Maybe they thought, I don't know. Did they think she was a Muslim or something? What? They, uh, did, 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 did they mistake her for a Trump supporter? I mean, I don't, I don't understand this. Did, did they, did they, this gray haired lady, did they think she was hiding an AK 47 in her hair or something? I mean, 313 778 is the call in number if you have a question or comment. So let's look at her Twitter page. So if we look at the, we look at the article here from uh, Huffington Post, uh, there's a piece from the Huffington Post has her tweets in it. Representative Joyce Beatty arrested during protests for voting rights. Maybe she should have said, Donald Trump sent me here. Because because the, when the domestic terrorists are there running up the side of the, 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 uh, the U.S. Capitol building, building, gal- building a gallow, how the hell they build a gallow? <laughs> they build a gallow and put a noose up there. How the who who brought the hammer? Who brought the net? How the hell they do that? I'm still trying to figure that out. I took wood shop. I took wood shop like in sixth grade. I'm still trying to figure out how they build a gallow out there. Maybe she should have said Donald Trump sent us. The uh, the congresswoman joined black women demonstrating for the Senate to pass federal uh, voting rights legislation. Um, okay, so let's look at the tweets here. Okay, so here you have Representative Joyce Beatty. Um, let let the people vote. Uh, fight for justice. Let's go. Let's go to her Twitter page. Everybody follow Representative Joyce Beatty on Twitter. Let me follow her there. Uh, Rep Beatty, B-E-A-T-T-Y, B-E-A-T-T-Y. Everybody follow Representative Joyce Beatty on Twitter. So here you have the uh, the, the 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 most wanted criminals in America. Okay. They're, they're protesting, fighting from what the Constitution says is already ours. Okay. So you have Capitol Police arresting them. Uh, and she said, let's see, what is, okay. So they have a picture here and I'm trying to see, did she have a, uh, okay. This is the article from Huffington Post. So they have the picture here. Yeah. She'll probably be interviewed on Roland Martin unfiltered tomorrow. We'll talk about this on tomorrow's show. All right. Now 
let's look at, uh, okay, so we've got this. Okay, that's redundant. All right, check that out. What we see here, tweet. Representative Joyce Bailey arrested during protests for voting rights. All right, now let's switch gears. Let's talk about the state of black America 2021. Uh, we're under attack once again. So National Urban League released their State of Black America report. They do it each year. It's a good report. They have some good information in there. Um, Mark Morial was on um, Morning Joe this morning. And CNN has an article about this also. Now, Roland Martin talked about this on Roland Martin the Filter today. Go watch that. Uh, he interviewed Mark Morial. Okay, I saw I saw some of it. We'll probably share some of it on um our show tomorrow we'll probably share some of that interview that Roland did today with Mark Murray. I would probably share some of that uh, on tomorrow's show. I didn't get a chance to really go through it. I saw the one he did uh, this morning on morning Joe, but let's look at this uh, article here from CNN quickly. Uh, Black Americans are battling three pandemics. Okay. New report finds. All right. Well, I would say four pandemics because white supremacy and racism, but you know, I guess that's a given that, that that doesn't count. That's an easy one. That doesn't count. Um, higher unemployment rates, lower household incomes and lack of access to health care left African-Americans more vulnerable to the COVID-19 pandemic. And there is an urgency to address these structural inequities, according to a new report on the state of black America released Thursday, July 15th, 2021 by the national urban league. Now the report titled the new normal diverse, equitable, and inclusive, the new normal diverse, equitable, and inclusive concluded that African-Americans are facing the burden of three pandemics, three pandemics, which include racial inequity in healthcare, racial inequity in economics, and racial inequity in public safety. Now, I would say four, white supremacy and racism, just period. Okay? White supremacy and racism, just period. Um, the authors of the report are also point to over-policing, like what we saw at the U.S. Capitol building today. Over-policing, including frequent targeting of young black men and lower vaccination rates due to the dearth or paucity or lack of healthcare facilities and poor internet access as key challenges for the African-American community that, that have been unmasked by the COVID-19 pandemic. And dealing with high-speed internet and lack of internet, that deals with infrastructure. That deals with infrastructure, okay? So that is critical. Police brutality against uh, African-Americans was back in the spotlight after the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor sparked a nationwide reckoning on racism last year, 2020, even as the country battled a pandemic, the report said. Uh, we're going to flip over to the, the executive summary of the report. Let's go to this here. NUL.org. NUL.org is the uh, National Urban League's website. You can download the PDF version of the executive summary. Okay, we're looking at it right now. Okay, you can download this from their website. It's free. Okay, these are this is these are the type of reports that we that we craft policy around. Okay, we don't craft policy based upon feelings and emotions. We, we craft it based upon the evidence, based upon the data. We look at the uh, contents, uh, table of contents here. Uh, 
uh, let's see, did they have a trip, a tribute to uh, Vernon Jordan, uh, pandemic number one, economic collapse, uh, pandemic two, health inequities, pandemic three, structural racism, structural racism, pandemic three, they talk about inequities, but it's structural racism. Okay. Um, or racism in general, because racism is a system of advantage and privilege distributed based upon race. Uh, what I want to do is let's go to, we're going to go to clip two, Shakita. Let's go to clip two from Morning Joe. Mark Morial, president of the National Urban League, was on Morning Joe this morning to dis, uh, discuss the state of black America 2021. Let's go to this clip. Clip one, clip one. Yeah, clip one. We talked about some of the issues surrounding the pandemic and the immense challenges facing Americans. And that topic plays into this next segment as well. The National Urban League is out with its 2021 State of Black America report. The data shows higher rates of unemployment, lower household incomes, and the crushing burden of housing costs left black Americans uniquely vulnerable to COVID-19 economic fallout. Joining us now, President and CEO of the National Urban League, Mark Morial, also with us, host of MSNBC's Politics Nation and president of the National Action Network, Reverend Al Sharpton, and professor of the Lyndon B. Johnson School of Public Affairs at the University of Texas, MSNBC contributor, Victoria DeFrancesco Soto. Mark, uh, I want to start with uh, the lead, sort of lead lines out of the, uh, this report. Um, especially pertaining to COVID. Uh, the housing crisis really, really screams out to me, but let's start with actual COVID numbers and then how Black Amer Americans are faring in this report. Well, thank you. Good morning, Lika, and good to be with you. Uh, we focus in this report not only on what the status of the Black America is, but on what we need to build a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive America. So this report mm -hmm. talks about the direction you need to take. But let's contextualize it this way. If you combine the Great Recession and solving economic difficulties, Black America has taken a tremendous hit in the first 20 years of the 21st century when it comes to wealth, income, and especially now coming out of COVID with disparities that were exposed when it comes to the health of black Americans. So we come out of this 2020 with tremendous challenges. We know the challenges of voting, the challenges of policing, but the economic challenges are just a start. The challenges with respect mm -hmm. to health are just a start. In this report, we try to focus on what we can do, what policies, what actions, what solutions are available. Mr. Mayor, it's Willie Geis. Great to have you on this morning. Good You're morning. a two-term mayor of the great city of New Orleans. I'm curious for your view and how it fits into this report of this tension we're seeing right now on the real need and the desire for police reform, but also rising crime in our major cities just over the last year. How do you see that playing out, and what are some of the solutions you're looking at? You know, Willie, there has to be balance between police reform and justice on one hand, and public safety. It would be a tragic mistake if facing the gun violence fight we've seen that we went back to what took place in the 1980s and 90s, over-policing, 
mass incarceration, stop and frisk. No, we need to deal with the underlying causes of gun violence, easy access to guns. We need to take this opportunity now that cities have money from the American Rescue Plan and put young people to work in communities. Let's raise up the largest youth jobs and young adult job initiatives in American history. Uh, that is something we can do. But you have to have trust between police and community if you're going to prevent gun violence. And you've got to get off the seat and change the law so that easy access to guns is not the reality across America. So we've got to balance all of these things, Willie. The old solutions will not work. So this is a time for us to keep up and not allow the polarization uh, that occurred in the 1980s and 1990s uh, to dominate the discussion. It is important to be more. When you hear the new uh, the Democratic nominee for mayor of New York, Eric Adams, speaking about something I learned when I was mayor, you have to balance. We put in some of jobs, in some of camps, but then we also reform policing to a community policing model. It's got to be balanced. We've got to do both. And you've got to recognize that without doing both, you've got to repeat the mistakes of the past. As Mark brings up the name Eric Adams, you and I were just talking about him, the Democratic nominee and likely next mayor of New York City. Um, fascinating that in this era of marches and activism about police violence and the need for change and police reform, that New York City just elected a former New York City police officer, perhaps to be its next mayor. But uh, Eric comes with a balanced resume. Uh, he's a former New York City policeman, but he's also one of the founding members of the National Action Network 30 years ago when I started it. So he has been involved on both activism and police reform, the balance that we're talking about. Because I think people forget that the victims of crime in the black community are blacks. So we want to see crime down as much as we want police crime. I think what many Americans do not realize is that it is the height of being frightened when you are in an area that has high crime and you're afraid to call the police because you don't know how they're going to behave when they get there, which is why you need this balance. But, but Mark, let me uh, uh, address this to you, uh, because you and I have worked together uh, the last decade and a half uh, that you've headed the Urban League. And, and one of the things that we looked at is the inequality, whether it's the health care, whether it's the education, things that uh, you come out with your annual report today. And uh, as we met with President Biden uh, last week uh, uh, around voting, I think that part of the challenge that I want you to address is how to get government to understand since there is this inequality, there must be a disproportionate investment in repairing the damage. You can't give us equal resources and equal attention when we're in an unequal situation. Greg, you just define what equity is. And equity means to do what is necessary to bring us to equal. All right, uh, we're going to pause it right there. Those watching on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network, and our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotel, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. Keep watching. We're going to keep broadcasting for a few more minutes to finish this clip. We're out of time here 
on 910 AM Superstation WFDF. Uh, if you like this type of information, you want to support the African History Network, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App, also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, or at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. This helps us keep doing the research. We're here six days a week. Helps us keep broadcasting, pay some of the bills, etc. Remember, right now it's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Stand by, everybody. Stand by. Uh, let me cue this up here. And also be sure to register for the uh, 10-week online course that I teach. Uh, we have a new class that started up on Sundays. It started up Sunday, July 4th, 2021. Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school, okay? So next class is Sunday, July 18th, 2021, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's, two, it's 10 consecutive Sundays. We deal with thousands of years of history and what led up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. Uh, right on our homepage, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Scroll down, click on Register Here, then click on Enroll on the next next page. Uh, the class is regularly $130. It's on sale, uh, $80. We do the class live. All of the sessions are recorded. We do the class live. All of the sessions are recorded. So you can go back and watch it over and over again. Okay. Even after the class is over with, uh, after the 10 week course is over with, you still have access to the content. You can still watch the classes. So next year you'll still have access to that. Okay. All right, stand by. Let me cue this up here. Uh, let's cue this up here. Let's go back to this clip. You are in an area that has high crime and you're afraid to call the police because you don't know how they're going to behave when they get there, which is mm -hmm. why you need this balance. But, but Mark, let me uh, uh, address this to you, uh, the mm -hmm. question, because you and I have worked together. Uh, the last decade and a half uh, that you've headed the Urban League. And, and one of the things that we've looked at is the inequality, whether it be health care, whether it be education, things that uh, you come out with your annual report today. And uh, as we met with President Biden uh, last week uh, uh, around voting, I think that part of the challenge that I want you to address is how to get government to understand since there is this inequality, there must be a disproportionate investment in repairing the damage. You can't give us equal resources and equal attention when we're in an unequal situation. Greg, you just define what equity is. And equity means to do what is necessary to bring us to equal. And government played a role in these disparities where hospitals were located, not in black communities. Redlining when it came to housing, discrimination in bank loans, uh, lack of access to colleges and universities. Government policies were a contributing factor to the inequity or the inequality we face. So government has a role and a responsibility to do more, to do the extra, to undo uh, these structural, if you will, uh, inequities that we see. And I think you define it well that they've got to do more. Now, President Biden's budget plan and his infrastructure plan, I believe, hold promise as an investment of, what, of the beginning of a reverse of what we've seen all too often 
for the most part, with the exception of the American Recovery Plan over the last 20 years, which is a systematic continuation of the policies of disinvestment in African-American communities and Latino communities in urban communities, big and small. And that's why we've got this wide wealth gap. That's why mm-hmm. Americans who once considered themselves even middle class having a hard time paying their mortgage, uh, paying their rent, and basically keeping their head above water. So this is an emergency situation for the nation. So I'm looking at that graph that was just up about lack lack of access, uh, computer access. Victoria DeFrancisco Soto from the great University of Texas as a professor. I know this is profoundly of interest to you. Uh, and I know you have a question for Mark about just access overall to education as it pertains to black communities. I do. Thanks, Mika. And Mark, I, I really appreciated how you highlighted the fact that what we are seeing in our communities of color is layered on top of the Great Recession, which set our communities mm-hmm. back so far, and it took us so long to recover. And then looking at the latest jobs numbers, right, we saw that the U.S. as a whole is at 5.96%. But when you look at black folk, we're looking at over 9% of employment. So can you talk to me about what the plan is to regain employment, not just in the short term, trying to get back some of those jobs, which we know are low-quality jobs, but how do we set our communities of color on track for medium to long-term gain? So we're not just surviving, but we're thriving. What are the tools that we need and that we need to press our government officials to move forward? So thank you for the question. There's a part of this where I embrace what is fairly conventional thinking. That is that we need to invest more in education and training targeted, targeted at communities of color, uh, for better paying jobs, jobs in technology, jobs in construction, uh, jobs in careers that have increasing, if you will, uh, levels of, uh, levels of income and levels of wages. But in addition to that, uh, corporate America and employers have to look themselves in the mirror and say, we have engaged in systemic discrimination for the most part. You look at the mid-level and higher-up jobs in many, many industries. They're not diverse at all. So we've got work to do. So I want to see a real commitment from those who hire to do a more aggressive and assertive job in recruiting and hiring uh, African-Americans and other people of color. Uh, So that's number Two, I think number three is the president's leadership and the leadership of the government uh, in highlighting racial injustice and in holding up racial justice as one of President Biden's operating pillars. I think the moral power, but also the enforcement powers of the EEOC and the Department of Justice uh, have to be in play to purge this nation of this longstanding racism. So there's much we can do. Uh, and and the idea is, do we have the will to do it? All right. So that was from uh, Morning Joe. Uh, everybody hit the thumbs up button if you like this type of information as well. That was from Morning Joe today. That was Mark Morial, National Urban League, talking about the State of Black America Report 2021. 
uh, once again, you can read that report at the National Urban League's website, NUL.org, NUL.org, National Urban League.org. Uh, okay. All right. And we had the, um, and, and the name of the report is, this is it here again. This is, uh, you can download the executive summary of it. I downloaded a PDF of the executive summary. So this is what I have been showing you. We're going to go back to the article from uh, CNN.com uh, dealing with the Black America, uh, State of Black America report, the new normal, diverse, equitable and inclusive. OK, from uh, the National Urban League. All right. Very quickly here. How's everybody doing? Uh, share this broadcasting on social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network. The African History Network on Facebook and our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P, on YouTube. And turn on uh, live notifications so you know when we go live. Uh, I want to go back to this uh, article here from uh, CNN. This is uh, Black Americans are battling... Uh, three pandemics, new report finds. This is from uh, Thursday, July 15, 2021. I want to go to the second page of the report here. Let's go to the second page of the report. Okay, so uh, black people are 6.5 times more likely, 6.5 times more likely to be stopped while driving, uh, stopped by police while driving, and... 20 times more likely to be searched during a stop than white people, according to the report. It's known as driving while black, racial profiling, systemic racism, take your pick. Mark Muriel, president of the National Urban League, said the country is at a crossroads of racial reckoning. One path leads backward toward the old normal. A return to the marginalization discrimination and segregation that left black and brown Americans exceptionally vulnerable to a deadly virus and economic desperation. The other path leads toward a nation where police approach the communities they serve as allies and collaborators and not hostile combatants where every citizen has equal access to the ballot box, where fatal complications in pregnancy are just as rare as black mothers are, are where fatal complications of pregnancy are just as rare for black mothers as for uh, as for as white mothers, where the value of a home is not determined by the race of the owner. End quote, because we know African-American homes are valued at one hundred fifty six billion dollars less than comparable white homes. And, and that contributes to the racial wealth gap. Now, the report notes uh, that was a study from uh, Brookings Institute, and Andre Perry and the Brookings Institute. Uh, the report notes key data that reveals an economic disparity between black and white people. For example, nearly 17 percent of African-American households lack basic financial services. Nearly 17 percent of African-American households lack basic financial services, such as access to banks, Compared to 3% of white households lack, lack basic financial services. Additionally, 
the median family income for African-American families was just 40, just over $40,000 in 2018, median family income compared to about $70,000 for white families. You also, you're also dealing with a racial wage gap, a racial wage gap, especially among African-American women. We've talked about this before in Black Women's Equal Pay Day, which usually falls on time in August and takes the, Af it takes the average African-American woman, uh, uh, the average African-American woman, 20 months to make the same amount of money that the average white male makes in 12 months. Um, African-American men make about 79 cents, 80 cents on the dollar that the average white male makes. Okay, let's continue. So uh, one solution the report discusses is free and low cost banking services that allow African-American households to build wealth, that allow African-American households to build, build wealth. Additionally, the report's authors reviewed vaccination rates among African-American, white and Hispanic uh, uh, people as of May. According to the study, African-Americans make up 27% of the total population that have received at least one dose uh, compared to uh, Hispanic people who make up 29% and white people who make up 40%. African-Americans were more likely than whites to live more than 10 miles from a vaccine facility, the report says. Okay. Uh, then the report also discussed the racial disparities in hypertension noting that addressing this will require more attention to the social needs of African-Americans, such as financial hardships, limited access to healthcare, housing, utility, and transportation needs and stress, transportation needs and stress. Okay, so read the rest of this article here from CNN, read the report from uh, the National Urban League, then with the State of Black America report. Uh, black Americans are battling three pandemics. Uh, new report finds. This is from CNN.com, Thursday, July 15th, uh, 2021. Uh, racial inequity in healthcare, in economics, and public safety. Also, I, I've talked about this a number of times. Read the, this piece here from uh, Black Enterprise. This deals with the... Uh, racial wage gap for African-American women. Black women lose out over $1 million in their careers thanks to the wage gap. This is real money. This negatively impacts the African-American community and hurts accumulation of wealth as well as generational wealth. Black women lose out over $1 million in their careers thanks to the wage gap. This is from October 17, 2019 for Black Enterprise, blackenterprise.com. Um, uh, an African-American woman will lose out on $946,000, hold on, $946,120 over a 40-year career if she continues to make 61 cents on the dollar 
that the average white man earns due to the wage gap or actually the racial wage gap. This was analysis by the National Women's Law Center. Okay, uh, the average African-American woman loses out on about $946,000 in lost earnings over a 40-year career, almost $1 million. Now, there are five states where they lose out even more than that. Uh, quote, assuming she and her white non-Hispanic male counterpart begin work at age 20, a black woman would have to work until age uh, 86, okay? A black woman have to work to age 86 to make the same amount of money that the average white male uh, makes by uh, by age, uh, I think it's by age 66, by age 60, okay? The average African-American woman would have to work until age 86 to make the same amount of money that the average white male uh, makes by age 60. Uh, the National Women's Law Center found that black women face an even larger pay disparity in certain states. In the state of Louisiana, in the state of Louisiana, black women are paid 47 cents for every dollar their white non-Hispanic male counterparts make which is the worst state for black women's wage equality. So this negatively impacts African-American families, not just African-American women, but also African-American families in our community. Quote, there's significant racial wealth. There's a significant racial wealth gap in America and black women's wage gap certainly plays a role in it. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. There's a significant racial wealth gap in America and black women's wage gap certainly plays a role in it, said Emily Martin, vice president for education and workplace justice. Quote, for every for, for many black women, the cost of the lifetime wage gap comes close to a million dollars. And in some states, it's more. It's time for the U.S. Senate to follow the lead of the House of Representatives and pass the Paycheck Fairness Act, the Paycheck Fairness Act, women and their families literally can't wait any longer. Now, uh, where did that go? Okay. Now, advanced education among African-American women has not been shown to lower the wage gap. Advanced education among African-American women has not been shown to lower the wage gap. In fact, the largest gap is for the most educated African-American women. Doctorate degree holders who are African-American women tend to make 60% of what their white male counterparts make. Doctorate degree holders, PhDs, who are African-American women tend to make 60% of what their white male counterparts make. This is systemic racism. This is white privilege. Just because you don't know that it exists does not mean it does not exist. It just means it's something outside of the circumference of your own awareness. African-American women have the highest student loan debt of any racial or ethnic group. For an undergraduate degree, the average African-American woman carries nearly $30,400 debt compared to $19,500 in debt for white men. The wage gap 
lessens African-American women's ability to pay off educational debt, creating an additional barrier to saving money that could be used to buy a home, start a business or be used for emergencies. Now, same thing applies to African-American men. African-American men make about 80 cents on the dollar that the average white male makes. Okay, we carry student loan debt as well, but we have that racial wage gap also, which makes it harder to accumulate wealth, pay off educational debt, save for a home, start a business, etc. Okay, so read this article here from uh, uh, blackenterprise.com. Black women lose out over $1 million in their careers thanks to the wage gap, uh, October 17th, 2019. All right, we're going to get out of here. The rest of the stuff we'll talk about. Uh, we'll talk about some other topics on Friday. I'll be on Roland Martin Unfiltered uh, Friday, uh, July sixteenth uh, as well. Uh, if you like this type of information, you can support the African History Network. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Also through PayPal. PayPal.me forward slash the AHN show. PayPal.me forward slash the AHN show or at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. So this is our official cash app account. You see real account. These other two are fake African History Network accounts. Uh, mine is dollar sign the AHN show, S-H-O-W. That's our actual cash app tag. And then it says Michael and it shows my picture. These other ones are fake African History Network accounts that somebody set up. They've been stealing money from us. If you donated to the fake accounts, uh, let Cash App know. Ask them to refund your money. Okay, and be sure to uh, register for the ten-week online course that I teach. Uh, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Maafa: Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, what they didn't teach you in school. Okay, we deal with thousands of years of history and what led up to the Transatlantic Slave Trade taking place. This class just started up. It's a ten-week online course. It meets on Sundays. 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay? So when you support us through Cash App and PayPal, when you uh, register for the online courses, when you pay for the online courses, okay, this helps support us, helps, helps us keep broadcasting, keep doing the research, et cetera. Uh, I also have to pay for these platforms that the class is on as well. So it's not free for me to do the class at all. Uh, the class is regularly $130. It's on sale $80. We do the class live. All the sessions are recorded. You go to our website, click on register here. Okay, it takes you to the next page. Click on enroll. As soon as you enroll, you can start watching the course content. You can watch last Sunday's class. And we do the classes live. All the sessions are recorded. Uh, and you can go back and watch the courses over and over again. I, we have do a PowerPoint presentation. We have video clips, book references, articles, guest speakers. And we deal with thousands of years of history and deal with what led up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. When we deal with the transatlantic slave trade, we can't start in uh, 1441 with the Portuguese uh, going into Mauritania. We can't start in 1619 uh, in Virginia. We have to deal with thousands of years of history and what leads to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. We, have, we deal with ancient Africa, ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt, uh, Nubia, Ethiopia. Uh, Ghana, Shanghai, Mali. Uh, we do it the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors who, who take the teachings from ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt into Europe. And this is going to bring Europe out of the dark ages. Okay. Also, uh, so register for that course. Also, if you've taken this online course before, 
Uh, well, number one, when you register for this course, you'll also get a digital download of uh, the lecture I did June 16th, 2021. So two and a half hour lecture dealing with the real history of Juneteenth. OK, it's a fantastic presentation I did dealing with the real history of Juneteenth. So you'll get that uh, you'll get that lecture free in a digital download format. Now, I have a new online course. Um, that's going to start up, uh, I think, next weekend. And this is dealing with. We're going to look at 1865 to 1965, that 100 year period of time is going to be a 10 week online course. So if you've taken this one before, ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. You want to take my new class that's going to start up that's going to look at history from 1865 to 1965. It, it, it picks up where this class leaves off. We look at uh, through the Civil War, Juneteenth, June 19th, 1865, ratification of the 13th Amendment, December 1865. We go through Reconstruction, 1865 to 1877, the Jim Crow era, Pleasy versus Ferguson, 1896, Texas State Constitution, 1876, Mississippi State Constitution, 1890, Williams versus uh, Mississippi, U.S. Supreme Court case, 1898, which up upholds literacy tests and poll taxes, Louisiana State Constitution, 1898, Pleasy versus Ferguson, 1896, uh, Grandfather Clause, 1898. Takes us into the uh, the next century, the twentieth century, uh, World War One, World War Two, Great Migration, nineteen fifteen and nineteen seventy. We're going to look at all the way up through really through nineteen seventy because we're going to look through the Civil Rights Movement, nineteen fifty five to uh, through nineteen seventy, Black Power Movement, nineteen sixty six through nineteen seventy, and we're going to go through each class. We'll go through and analyze a ten year period of time. So we can really focus. OK, we, we've dealt with thousands of years of history that brought us through the transatlantic slave trade. Now we need to look at history in this crucial period of time from 1865 to 1965. We're really going to go through 1970 because we'll go through the assassination of Dr. King, April 4th, 1968. We'll go through the assassination of Malcolm X, February 21st, 1965. We'll go through the uh, March Against Fear and the uh, Kwame Ture uh, unleashing the Black Power slogan, June 26, 1966 in Mississippi, the formation of the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense, October uh, 1966. We'll go through all that. OK. So this is going to be a fantastic course. It, it will deal with history from 1865 to 1965. It's going to be a 10 week online course, same format that I do the previous one, Ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa. Uh, we'll do the class live. All the sessions will be recorded. We'll have guest speakers, everything. It's going to be a really, really fun class. Um, okay. Robert said he needs to know when that one's starting. That is, that, that is going to start. Let me pull up the calendar. Uh, I can let you know because, um, uh, I'm, I'll be, it'll, you'll be able to register for it this weekend. Okay. I'm teaching two classes, one class Saturday, one class Sunday. I'm working on putting this class on the learn world uh, platform. So you'll be able to register for it. Uh, that, that, okay. This, that, that, uh, that's going to be on a Saturday. Uh, I think it's going to be on a Saturday, either Saturday or Sunday. I have to figure it out. Uh, the 17th, 24th. It's either going to be a Saturday or Sunday. Maybe, maybe a Sunday. 
Well, I'll, I'll let you know, uh, that, cause that's going to be, that is going to be this, this week is the, uh, this Saturday, 17th, 18th. That's Sunday. One of those that's coming up in the next week. That's going to start up next weekend, either Saturday or Sunday. I have to figure it out because I do my, I do my Saturday is the only day I don't have, I don't do radio. I'm on the radio six days a week. And I appreciate you register for the course. All this is because some people don't know. I don't get paid to do radio. I do this for free. I don't get paid to do radio. So when you, when you donate through cash app, all that stuff that helps support and do and support the research, everything. Okay. Uh, he'll pay the bills. I got to pay for all these platforms, restream, learn world, crowdcast, all this stuff, Skype, all this. I got to pay for all this stuff, but I don't, I don't get paid to do radio. Um, so Saturday is the only day I'm not on the air. We have one class wrapping up. Uh, I, I do my show Sunday night, 9 p.m. 11 p.m. I teach the class 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. already on Sunday. So we may do, we'll probably, we'll probably start this on Saturday. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to start this on Saturday because I can't do another class on Sunday because I have to do my two hour radio show on Sunday and that takes preparation also. So yeah, this class is going to be on Saturday. This class will be either two to four or three to five on Saturday. That's what it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be, so this, 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 this new class is going to start up, uh, Saturday, um, July 24th. It's going to start up Saturday, July 24th. We'll have this available for you to start registering for it, uh, in the next day or so. So look out for that. Okay. We have to get out of here. Uh, okay. Sharon likes the new class. Robert is, is something I've been wanting to do for a while. I had to get to that point. I had to get to that point really formulated. I know everything I want to teach in the class. Um, but it's been something that I've been thinking about the next step after this one here, because, and see, the reason why this is so important, everything that takes place today is dealing with law and history. And we have to understand law and history and, and put all this in a historical context, all these fights, all these political fights, the voter suppression laws, uh, fights for reparations, Juneteenth becoming a federal holiday. Everything deals with history and law. They all intersect. So we need to understand that period of time from 1865 to 1965 to understand how we got here. I got it. Speaking of here, I got, I have to get out of here right now. It's correct. Wrong behavior is not over till we win. We're kind of forever. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Black on purpose television network. Yes. Black on purpose television network. All black. All positive. All the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our stories, our way. Black TV the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30 plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network. Subscribe now. Hi, I'm Joel Wilson, President and CEO of JCW Computer Consulting, LLC, a technology implementation firm with over 20 years of satisfying customers. We offer a full spectrum of industry top-tier branded services. We are an authorized partner or reseller for Lenovo, Zoom, T-Mobile, Microsoft 365, and Surface tablets, Google Workspace, Acer, Asus, 
Samsung, PCmatic security software, and many more. Our online store features laptops, Chromebooks, computers, printers, accessories, and software. Businesses, take advantage of our free one-hour Zoom tech consultation and know we offer top nationwide high-speed internet service providers, voice over IP, and cellular phone services. Home users, don't miss our current in-stock Chromebook inventory. Please visit us at jcwcc.com or call 215-879-6701. For 25 years, the Black History 101 Mobile Museum has carried on the rich legacy of the Black Museum movement in America by showcasing original artifacts of the Black experience at colleges, universities, K-12 schools, corporations, libraries, conferences, and cultural events making it the most traversed black history mobile exhibit in American history. Dr. Khalid El Hakim is the founder of the Black History 101 Mobile Museum, and he is a highly sought after public speaker on topics of black history, social studies, education, museum studies, hip hop and race relations. Dr. Khalid was named among the change makers for NBC Universal's Erase the Hate campaign and listed as one of the 100 men of distinction for black enterprise. He recently founded the Michigan Hip Hop Archive on the campus of Western Michigan University. The Black History 101 Mobile Museum is currently scheduling in-person and virtual exhibits nationwide. For more information, please contact Dr. Khalid Al-Hakim directly at 313-645-4197, 313-645-4197, or visit their website at blackhistorymobilemuseum.com. That's blackhistorymobilemuseum.com. You can also email him at bhistory101 at yahoo.com, bhistory101 at yahoo.com. We all know the cannabis industry is headed toward an uprise in the past decade. What happens when there is a brand that brings this uprise in a blow? The cannabis industry welcomes her uprise. Hustle her hemp. Delivering excellence with pride is her watchword, and how you choose to embrace it makes it a priority. From cultivating rich cannabis into exquisite and tastefully finished CBD products to delivery, Hustler Hemp leaves no stone unturned. Hustler Hemp's mission is to empower women of color by building business and creating legacies, uniting beauty, health, and business. We are a pure definition of how we want the CBD industry to become in the future. While we are redefining innovation, we bring the same energy to improving the quality of life. Hustle Her Hemp is the new Uprise. 